Tonight, we recap the final four EWC shows before we head into the grandest stage of them all. Old Man Jeff is back with more groundbreaking analysis on the landscape of the EWC, and we preview Strangle Freakin' Mania. All this and more tonight on EWC Total Access. Good evening, EWC Nation. I am your host, Chris Brock, General Manager of Paramount Wrestling, and we are on the road to Stranglemania, folks. The past four EWC shows did not disappoint. We're going to break them all down, look at what we can expect from Stranglemania, and much, much more tonight. I am joined once again live in studio by EWC correspondent, Old Man Jeff. Jeff, how are you this evening? Oh, you know, it's another day, and I woke up breathing, so... That's a success. Hey, Chris, where do fruits go on vacation? Do I do I Pear is Pear is Yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. Uh Hey Chris, I wanna give a shout out to my personal sponsor, Unique Wellness Absorbent Underwear, pull-ons with NASA technology. Now you can pull it up and feel like you're in space while you do doo-doos in other people's face. Unique wellness absorbent underwear. You know, I would be mad that you got a sponsor before me, but I can't be mad at that. I I really can't. Hey, they come in all different sizes, Chris. Even triple X's and the large. Alrighty then. We're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to start our recaps, Jeff, all right? That sounds good. Back in my day, we used to recap over the lozenges that we would eat, and sometimes they would be so sweet, I would fall asleep even while I was walking. Okay, then. So we're going to start with Paramount Wrestling. Paramount number three started off as we paid respect to a fallen brother as Kiroki and his long-term partner, Cherry, were honored with a 10-bell salute. Rest in peace, Kiroki. Then the show kicked off from Arena Mexico as Tim and Sid ran down the card before we made the main event of Stranglemania official by having a good old-fashioned contract signing. EWC President Danny Mack joined us for this occasion as well, announcing that the rumors were true. Future EWC Hall of Famer Griffin Hawkins will be the special guest referee for the Undisputed Championship match in Miami. Ace King and Stitches exchanged some words before signing the contract, making it all official. We then heard from Adriana Aquila backstage before she went on to win the Fatal 4-Way against Ruzilla, James Keaton, and Joe Kane, making her one of two challengers to Robbie Raider and the EWC North American Championship. Newly signed Paramount superstars The Southern Express then gave us a little preview of what's to come later, and then we heard from James Keaton about his loss earlier in the evening. Marcus St. John and Jason Hunter went to war and put on an amazing match that saw MSJ pick up the win and a rematch for the CW Broadcast Championship. We then heard from Xavier Reed and Chico Volando before hearing from 3C members JFS, Gabby V, and Candy. 
Damage Inc. took on Mercenary and Delilah Ash in tag team action that saw Delilah, of all people, turn on the Mercenary, once again leaving Merc on the losing side of this feud. Backstage, we then saw that Lorenzo and Jamie Love, the Young Lions, were in attendance as well. Darius, Jake Loomis, and Laura Pirelli then went at it to find out who the third member for that triple threat for the North American Championship would be. Jake Loomis was the absolute wild card in this match as he eliminated Laura Pirelli and came within inches of beating Darius, but in the end, the former international champion won and advances on to take on Robbie Raider and Adriana Aquila at Stranglemania. I have a pair of Lulu Loomis pants. They fit a bit tight on the waist, but they show off the biscuits. You own a pair of Lululemons? Yeah, Lou Loomis. Isn't it Lou Lou Loomis? You know what, Jeff? It's it's whatever you think it is. Yeah, you got him on the show. Jake Lulu Loomis makes great pants. That is a bit of breaking news there, folks, I guess. <laughs> Moving on, though, post-match, though, we saw Darius's comments against Adriana Aquila and MSJ backfire as Marcus St. John came out and attacked uh, Darius, showing that their feud is far from over. After that, however, it was the hometown hero, Adriana Aquila, who came out and made her stand, showing that she is not afraid of Darius. This brought out Robbie Raider, who had a few words for his challengers. After commercial, we then saw Wes Walker and Nevaeh settle a score from Paramount 1, which saw the evil vixen Nevaeh win out over the former FSW champion. Then it was time for a triple threat tag match as Xavier Reed and El Pablo took on the reuniting Heavenly Treats, Gabrielle Visconti and Candy, and the EWC Tag Team Champions, the Southern Express. This match was an absolute barn burner, folks, that saw the Southern Express pick up the victory in the end and keep their train rolling straight on through to Strangle Media. Robbie Raider and Ace King went at it in a highly anticipated match that was very even throughout, but Ace King would not be stopped in Mexico City and picked up the win headed into Stranglemania with his, and his date with the EWC Undisputed Champion Stitches. David Miller then went on to retain the CW Broadcast Championship over Gabriel Ohio in what was a hard victory for the champ. This is Miller's first defense as CW Broadcast Champion, and he will meet Marcus St. John at Paramount 4 with the title on the line. The main event of the evening did not disappoint either folks as Killjoy Ito and Stitches the Clown had a long-awaited rematch. This match was made into a Falls Count Anywhere X Division match by EWC creative director Dominic Sanders, and both competitors absolutely destroyed each other in this one. In the end, it was Killjoy hitting the Ketada through a window on the Undisputed Champion that made the victory complete. Killjoy Ito is now the de facto number one contender to the Undisputed Champion, post Stranglemania, and I, for one, cannot wait to see how that one unfolds. You were there, though, Jeff. What are your thoughts about Paramount number three? Yes, I was there in the city of Mexican, and I noticed there was a lot of people who didn't win. They were big, fat losers, and to them, I want to give some advice. You get knocked down, but you get up again. You are never going to be kept down. You get knocked down, but you get up again. He drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a vodka drink. He drinks a lager drink. He drinks a cider drink. That's to all you losers. And there was a lot of you in Mexico. 
Well, being that we were in Mexico, I think there was a whole lot of tequila drinks that night. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, moving on. Brawl number 565. Monday Night Brawl made its final stop on the road to Stranglemania in the beautiful Aloha state of Honolulu, Hawaii. It had came with it a night packed full of action. Confrontation between Gabby V, Xavier Reed, and Tommy Love kicked off a thrilling night at the Simple... Simplify Arena, I believe that's how that's pronounced. Before the in-ring action started off hot with an opening triple threat that saw Marcus St. John successful over fellow Paramount wrestler Jake Loomis and former X-Division champion Stephanie Matsuda, along with an insane battle between Davey Dunham and heartless Jack Severn that resulted in a double disqualification. These two so ha- the, the Lulu, the Lulu Lemons, Loomis, Lulu Loomis is here on the Monday too with his pants. Apparently so. I'm going to go back just a minute, make sure everyone heard what I was saying. Davey Dunham and Heartless Jack Severin went to a double disqualification. These two had it out for each other on Monday night, and it cost both of them when all was said and done. We also saw some tensions rise between Callie Clark and King Flip, which boiled over into the latter's match with Zack Tyler, with the next shot at the FX Broadcast Championship on the line. The King would prevail, though, and end up taking a DQ win on this night, but there were some clear issues with Callie and Tyler wanting revenge for the loss. Things are getting very rocky on the road to Stranglemania, folks. The in-ring action continued with bouts meant to settle some scores heading into the first pay-per-view of the year. Anthony Maliatoa picked up a big win over Xavier Reed in a hotly contested match after some heated words from both men, followed then by Gabriel Visconti managing to get an ounce of revenge on the Titanist Samantha Hamilton and current tag partner of her upcoming Mania opponent. After that, we received a message from the returning Brawl superstar Jonathan Thomas Cross before our main event, which saw Bosa make his first defense of the FX Broadcast Championship against Noah Hart. Noah's, if you'll pardon the pun, Hart was evident in the bout, but he would be overwhelmed by the activated beast mode of Bosa, who picked up the win to successfully retain his championship. All eyes now were on Stranglemania in Miami, but the action on the road on the red brand doesn't slow down as we make our next stop one week after the pay-per-view at the O2 Arena in London. Noah Hart finds himself facing a heartless one in Jack Severn. Davey Dunham is currently scheduled to face Xavier Reed, though Dunham's status is unknown after recent events. And two of Brawl's newest signees make the jump after successful starts on Gambit to rise to the occasion as Nightcall takes on the Titanist, Samantha Hamilton, and Scott Coltrane takes on Anthony Maliatoa. The main event of Monday Night Brawl 566 is going to see Bosa make his second defense of the FXW of FX Broadcast Championship, excuse me, against the number one contender King Flip. Who's going to win? You're going to have to tune in to find out. Jeff, again, you were there. What are your thoughts about Brawl? Well, Honolulu is a little too hot for me. I was having a hard time, but I got carted at the liquor store. And my Blockbuster card accidentally fell out. And the cashier said, never mind. So I guess that meant I was old. Hey, Chris, where do you learn to make a banana split? At Sunday school. (laughs) Sunday. I mean, that one was better than your first joke. I got to give you that. Yeah, because it's Sunday school. Yes. Yes, Sunday school. Yeah, like the Sunday. Not not the day of the week, you understand, Chris. I, I, I understand. I understand, Jeff. I do. 
Because it's a banana split on a Sunday. Yes. Yes. Which I actually like to eat on a Sunday. That's good to know, Jeff. Moving on to Friday Night Rampage, FNR number 481 was a very eventful show, as it was a, it was the last Rampage before Stranglemania. In the opening bout, Ezra James pinned Yaya Banana in a match that also featured Colby Soul and Jake Loomis. Match 2 was singles action as Jack Severn beat King Flip. Match 3 saw Jackson Knight Jr. pick up a win over Alex Carbajal. Jackson and Jack Severn got into a heated confrontation before the match, and after the match, Severn attacked Knight's bad leg. This feud is clearly heading over, heading for a singles match down the road. Match 4 was the first of three number one contenders matches. Psych Ward brought the pain against ST and the Young Lions and won themselves a shot at the Southern Express's tag team gold at Stranglemania via ref stoppage. Sorry, ref stoppage. Psych Ward faced the Southern Express in a Flaming Tables match at Stranglemania. It's actually a Flaming Tables Tornado Tag Team match, to be specific. That sounded scary with the tornado coming and the tables. I mean, if we could actually make a tornado come into the ring, that would be even more awesome. Stranglemania is kind of the extreme daddy of them all, so... That would just up the ante even more. But no, it's a tornado tag match, which means there are no tags. All four competitors are going to go at it simultaneously, but the only way to win is to throw your opponent through a flaming table. Oh, that would definitely hurt. I hope Jake Lululemons isn't going to get hurt if he shows up. He seems to be on every show, that Lululemons, and he might win that award that the king of the flippers won for being on every show. Good for you, Jake. Lulu, Lemon, Loomis, you make great pants. Moving on with the Friday Night Rampage recap, match five was Iggy Swango versus Tommy Burton for a shout-out to the HBO Broadcast Championship. Tommy's intensity would get the better of him, though, as he tried to break Iggy's leg and lost via count-out in the process. Iggy goes on to strangle Mania to face the defending champion in a Bat of Destruction match. Match Ooh, six. There's bats? Like a uh, Batman? No, like a baseball bat, Jeff. It's a baseball oh. bat. It's a baseball bat wrapped in bar. I, I used to play baseball back in the day. Yeah, this is this is not your typical baseball bat. It's a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire, and somewhere inside of the baseball bat is a, uh, a little bit of explosive. So you hit the switch on the bat, you get about three seconds to whack your opponent before it explodes. Ooh. Moving on. Match six saw the undefeated Moxie take on Samantha Hamilton with a shot at Melody Malone and her U.S. championship on the line. Moxie would win to continue his streak after hitting two finishers on Sam. It's Mox versus Mel at Mania in a no ropes, no DQ match. Match seven was Paramount's Jason Hunter falling to U.S. champion Melody Malone as Malone sends a message to Moxie. Match 8 saw Asriel Buzzard defeat Josh Gavin to defend the HBO Broadcast Championship, confirming that it will be Iggy versus Buzzard at Stranglemania. Our main event match was Ace King and El Pablo versus Nevea and Stitches. King and Pablo got the big win, but the match didn't stop there. All four would brawl until Grizzly Duggan sent out security. The ring literally imploded under all the chaos. 
Also on the show, Tommy Love took a chair shot for Jamie Love. Love Club threw Samantha Hamilton a birthday party. Southern Express promised to end Psych Ward. Melly Malone added Moxie's name to her golden chair. Dominic Sanders announced Team FNR for Capture the Flag to be Hamilton, Knight Jr., and Burton. And last but not least, Iggy Swango announced her brand new album. It was an action-packed night on Friday Night Rampage, folks. Yeah, it was a good show. It was filled with royalty. We had the King of the Flippers. We had the Queen Melodies of the Sam Malone from Cheers. And we had the Aces Kings. So it was lots of royalty. But in the end, it was the Lululemon's Loomis that stole the show with his pants. You're just not giving that joke up, are you, Jeff? Oh, it's no joke. I'm wearing them right now. Listen. Do you hear that? That's the pants. Lululemon's and lemons. And on to Prime 78 we go. Last night, Scorpio picked up the victory in his first Prime match as part of the Prime roster. Ace King was victorious in an X-Division war with Nevea, and Head Huntress Ayea beat Colby Soul, Megumi, and Cade to win a shot at the Showtime Broadcast Championship. Last night also saw the conclusion of the G1 block stages. Sin beat Mark Keaton to take what is now joint top in block two. In what, in what some are calling a shock result, though, Narumi Satsumi beat the Block 2 leader and Showtime broadcast champion Faith Rivers to win the championship. This is Narumi's first championship in EWC. Block 1 saw Dio beat Jamie Love and Jordan Sharp became the longest reigning indie champion when he defended the, against Kendrick Cross. This means that the G1 finals to be held at Stranglemania will be Sin versus Faith Rivers versus Dio versus Jordan Sharp with the winner becoming the Indy Champion in a fatal four-way light tube death match. This is the second time that the G1 Finals have gone to a fatal four-way on Prime, and Jordan Sharp has one heck of a fight ahead of him to retain that Indy Championship. That was one heck of a show last night, though, Jeff. I just got to point that out. That Prime show, who would have thought that for the second time in a row, the G1 would go to a fatal four-way to end it all? Yes, it was an event that had things happen. And that Narumi Titsunuhumi Summies, I used to take that before I switched to Metamucil, the orange smooth fiber that helps me stay regular with my trots. I think that's a little too much information for our listeners there, Jeff. I don't think they need to know that much about you. Well, my wife is really mad at the fact that I have no sense of direction. So I packed up my stuff and write. Alrighty then. Let's go ahead and move on, shall we? This is usually... Uh, No, I don't think you got the joke. I have no sense of direction. So instead of picking up my stuff and leaving, left, I write. Instead of left, you know? I, I got the joke, Jeff. I'm just choosing to move on. I don't trust stairs, Chris. They're always up to something. That they are, sir. That they are. 
This is usually the point in the show where we would talk about Wesley's wrestling reviews. Unfortunately, Wesley was supposed to be with us in studio tonight, couldn't make it this evening. Uh, However, he did want me to let you know that he's actually rescheduling for Thursday. So Wesley's wrestling reviews will come out on Thursday. And he did share with me that he will also have interviews with Jordan Sharp and Marcus St. John on that show. I also heard he might have had uh, diarrhea. So get better soon, Wesley Snipes. Indeed. Now we're going to move on to uh, what is probably one of the most anticipated parts of this show tonight, which is our, re- our preview of Stranglemania. Stranglemania comes to us live from the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida. It is Stranglemania 16, Monday, March 29th, 2021, live on pay-per-view and on the EWC-TV. This card is absolutely stacked top to bottom, Jeff. We have some free view matches. We have... All the championship matches on the line, all the stipulations for all these matches are absolutely crazy because, as I said, Stranglemania is the big one. Every match is going to have to be over the top, absolutely out of this world extreme because that is what Stranglemania is. I like the VHS tapes, you know. Back in the day, we had a U-Matic. It came out in, I believe it was 1969 by the Sony company. And it was the first videotape inside a cassette case. And then they went to beta and VHS. And you can watch them in your Blu-ray players with the DVDs in the VCR. But don't you forget to rewind your DVD Blu-ray disc. Absolutely, 100%. Be kind, rewind. Yeah. Let's start talking about some matches, shall we, Jeff? I like to capture the flag. You Okay, you like to capture the flag match. That happens to be our show opener on Freeview. Stranglemania 16, the first match, will be a capture the flag match that's going to be brand warfare. Brawl versus Rampage versus Paramount versus Prime. Team Brawl is going to consist of King Flip. Kelly Clark and Jack Severn. Team Rampage is going to consist of Samantha Hamilton, Jackson Knight Jr., and Tommy Burton. Team Paramount is going to be Candy, El Pablo, and Marcus St. John. Team Prime will be Scorpio, Narumi Satsumi, and Jamie Love. This is going to be one heck of a match. In this match alone, uh, you have a former international champion, a former U.S. champion, a former U.S. and undisputed champion, a current broadcast champion, there's just so much talent in this match. Uh, and don't forget that Kelly Clarkson, I believe, won a Grammy, but she's at least on The Voice. Yeah, this is this is Kelly Clark, not not Kelly Clarkson. Different different people, Jeff. Oh, I thought you I thought you said that the King Flipper and the Kelly Clarkson with Jackie Seventeen. Not quite, but close enough, Jeff. We'll give you we'll give you full marks anyway. Okay, well, I'll make my prediction, and I think Team Paramount will win because we all like to eat candy. You know, flattery like that will get you everywhere with me, Jeff. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, don't forget to taste the rainbow. Absolutely. Freeview match number two is also going to be Brand Warfare, uh, 
This is going to be a Depths of Hell match. This is an elimination match. It's going to put Monday Night Brawl's Night Call against Friday Night Rampage's Alex Carbajal against Paramount's Jason Hunter against Prime's Michael Cade. This one's going to be an interesting match as well. Do you want to maybe talk to our, our, our listeners about what a Depths of Hell match is, Jeff? Yeah. So when you are bad, you go to hell. Yeah, that's not quite it, but that that's okay, Jeff. You've had a long night. I get it. Moving on to Freeview Match 3. Uh, this oh, is... I didn't give my prediction, oh. Christopher Columbus. You know, I used to play piano by ear, but now I use my hands. So the winner of the Depths of Hell match from the Eliminators is going to be Bullet Carpaginelle. Is my guess the bullets from the Carbaginels? That is a good. That's a good pick. Alex Bullet Carbajal, the leader of the Shield Maidens faction. There's your prediction from Jeff on this one. Moving on to Freeview match number three, we have a spinning wheel of death match. Uh, you're gonna spin the wheel wherever it lands. That's what the match type is gonna be. The catch here is that EWC Nation gets to submit the different match types, so that's gonna be interesting. This match is can gonna I be... buy a vowel? <laughs> can you buy a vowel? No, you cannot buy a vowel, Jeff. Oh, okay. This match is gonna feature a whole slew of of uh, EWC roster members, including Noah Hart, Scott Coltrane, Zach Tyler, Autumn Raven, Josh Gavin. Ezra James, Laura Pirelli, James Keaton, Jake Loomis, Gabriel Ohio, Colby Soul, Kendrick Cross, and Aiea. That is a whole lot of names announced for that one. Uh, so what's your pick on this one, Jeff? Well, how do you make a Kleenex dance? You put a little boogie in it. So looking at this one, with so many brands represented, three on every brand except for Paramount had to have four people in there because they're Paramount. But I'm going to say Eeny, Miney, Soul, Ohio, Cross, a Raven, Tyler, James. Let's go with Jake Lulu Lomans with the fancy pants. He's going to win this one with his pants. There you have You have it first there. Jake Loomis to, to win the spinning wheel of death match. So that ends the free view section of Stranglemania. Now on to the main card. We're going to open up with the big one already. EWC X Division Championship will be on the line in a three the hard way match. Wes Walker, Killjoy Ito, Ace King, who is the current champion. They're going to go at it in a no DQ X Division rules match. First one to get a pinfall or submission wins. So who's your pick to walk out of this one X Division champion, Jeff? You know, I had a neck brace fitted years ago, and I've never looked back since. The X Division, it used to be a division. Now they got divorced, and it's the X. I think that Mr. Ito is going to kill Joy, and Ace King will walk away as still the champion in this one. I see what you did there. You, you give us a little swerve. So you're saying Ace King retains the uh, the X Division Championship over Killjoy Ito and Wes Walker. That is what I said. Why can't you hear a psychiatrist using the bathroom? Because the P is silent. Your jokes are getting better as we go along. I appreciate that, Jeff. 
You're welcome, Susan. Moving on, we have a champion versus champion non-title match on the main card tonight. The FX broadcast champion Bosa from Monday Night Brawl is going to take on the CW Network broadcast champion David Miller from Paramount Wrestling in a no-DQ falls count anywhere match. I personally think this match can go either way. Both of these people are super, super talented. But what's your pick? What's your pick, Jeff? What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? An irrelevant. I think that this match will end in the bathroom and Bosa will flush Miller down the toilet. That is a bold prediction. I kind of like that take. I think I really do think this match can go either way, but you're saying Bosa ends this match in the bathroom. Yes, they will end up in the bathroom. It's a false count anywhere, Chris. That means you can go anywhere if you want to go to the moon. It's going to take you a long time. The bathroom's closer, especially for me. Thank you, sponsors. Just remember, though, if you're going to go to the moon, make sure you bring your diamond hands. Ah, ah. Moving on, though, the HBO Broadcast Championship is on the line in a Bat of Destruction match, Iggy Swango versus the champion, Azrael Buzzard. Azrael Buzzard has had two successful defenses of the HBO Broadcast Championship this season alone. But Iggy Swango is coming in hot, really wants another championship uh, to claim. So, again, I think this one comes down to who can get that bat and use it to their advantage. Uh, what do you think, though, Jeff? Who do you think is going to win? If a child refuses to sleep during nap time, are they guilty of resisting arrest? In this one, I don't think... Asriel Bastard will be able to hold on to his broadcast in the HBO, which is playing that Justice League from the Snyders. I had their wieners before. They're pretty good. So I'm going to go with the Iggy Biggy Breaky Swango as the new bat in the destruction of HBO. Okay, once again, calling for a title change, saying Iggy Swango is going to come out victory, victorious in this match. Next yeah, the, Iggy, Iggy, can't you see? Sometimes they just hypnotize me. I don't care about her flashy ways, but her music's got me hypnotized. Well, hey, it's good to know that Iggy's got some fans. Moving on, the EWC International Championship will be contested under an X Division Rules last blood match. That's right, last blood, meaning both competitors, Xavier Reed and the champion, Gabriel Visconti, have to be bleeding, both of them, before a pinfall or submission can occur. Uh, I mean, these two have gone at it in the past. Uh, you, you, we saw last season, Gabriel Visconti went, at, went to war with Darius multiple times for the EWC International Championship. Uh, I mean, again, I think either, either competitor could walk out champion here, but who do you think's got the edge here, Jeff? I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. So I'm going to say that Xavier Reed is going to defeat Gabrielle Visconti in this match for the international blood match. All right, so we've got two title changes so far tonight, according to Jeff. That's what's going to happen. Next up is the EWC North American Championship. This is a triple threat TLC match. Tables, ladders, and chairs. 
and the EWC North American Championship is going to be hanging high above all else. Adriana Aquila, Darius, and the champ Robbie Raider. Three go in, only one can come out champion. Who do you got winning this one, Jeff? Why do bees have sticky hair? Because they use a honeycomb. If the glove don't fit, you must Aquila. But I think it's Robbie Raider that's going to dare us with his triple threat TLC match action. And he'll walk away still as the champion. Ooh, now that's, that, that is a very hot take there. Robbie Raider retains. Most people think this is Darius's match to win, but that's I like that. I like that take. Anything can happen in the EWC, folks. Uh, Darius is a biter. You can never trust somebody who bites you. This is true. I have to agree with Jeff on that one. Up next, though, we've got the EWC United States Championship on the line in a no-ropes, no-DQ match. The rookie, Moxie, who has come into this company on fire, uh, is undefeated, I believe, in official season competition. It's going to take on the queen, the United States champion, Melody Malone. No-ropes, no-DQ. Who walks out the winner here, Jeff? Spring is here. I got so excited, I wet my plants. This is a big match. You could say that Melody has always had Moxie, but has Moxie ever had Malone? I think Melody Malone is the tits, and she walks away with no ropes and the United States Championship. All right, so Melody Malone retains the United States Championship. That's a good take there. I think, again, Moxie very well could surprise us, but we're going to see. We're going to find out. After that, though, we have a very interesting match. Um, Not necessarily a match, though. This is what is being dubbed over the top rope from hell. This is an arm wrestling contest with thumbtacks and tasers. This match is being held for charity between EWC creative director Dominic Sanders and EWC president Danny Mack. The president versus the creative director. Thumbtacks, tasers, and arm wrestling. Could we ask for any more here, Jeff? But who wins this one? You know, I tried to make up a joke about a ghost, but I couldn't. It had plenty of spirit, but no body. Nobody wants to see this one, but apparently people voted to have these two yahoos in this match. Google it. I think Summer is stronger with a taser then the Cora the Explorer. So I will never bet against the president of the Smack Mac is going to beat Colonel Sanders in this popcorn taser with uh, over-the-top Sylvester Stallone. You know, yeah, you were going well, and you kind of ran out of gas there at the end. But yes, I, you, President Danny Mac... Uh, that is the prediction by Jeff tonight here. He's going to win this over-the-top from hell arm wrestling match for charity. The EWC Tag Team Championships are then going to be on the line in a tornado tag team match with flaming tables rules, which means you can only win by putting one of your opponents through a flaming table. The team of Psych Ward, which is Stephanie Cloud Matsuda and Ultra Violence Phoenix Winterborn, is going to get another shot at the current EWC Tag Team Champions, the Southern Express. This one is going to be an absolute chaos fest. I think that this is going to devolve very quickly into absolute mayhem. Uh, and I think either team could walk away. But what are your thoughts, Jeff? 
You know, Chris, I once got fired from a canned juice factory. Apparently, I couldn't concentrate. And with all these name changes, psych ward? Yeah, the old people will retain in this one because if there's one thing we know how to do, it's to stay out of the hospital. Southern Express with the victory. All right, so Southern Express retains and keeps their train rolling on what has turned out to be an absolutely epic run as tag team champions, according to Jeff. Next up on the docket here, we have the finals of the G- of the Prime G1. The EWC Indie Championship is on the line in a four-way light tube death match. That means there will be light tubes, fluorescent light tubes, the round ones that you see in office buildings. They will be in the ropes. They will be in the corners. They will be on the outside. They will be everywhere. And Dio, Faith Rivers, Sin, and Jordan freaking Sharp get to go into that match and battle it out for the EWC Indie Championship. Does Jordan Sharp retain the the Indie Championship here and go on to create even more history? Or does someone else take the take the title from him, Jeff? You know, sometimes we take light tubes and pretend that they're lightsabers. And so how many stormtroopers does it take to change a light bulb, Chris? None, because they're all on the dark side. When I see Dio losing faith and crying rivers because of her sins, it leads to a sharp realization that Jordan has lost his way. He's the longest reigning indie champ the most successful defenses and strangle mania is known to bitch slap you back to Bangkok. I think Dio is going to be the new indie champion in this one. I, I respect that. I respect that. I am actually going to give my opinion on this match. I think the dark horse here is faith rivers. Faith rivers was two or three time, uh, television champion now, what's now called the Showtime Broadcast Championship, just lost it to Narumi Satsumi. I think she's going to come into this match absolutely driven. And I think she might have what it takes to, to overtake the other three and become EWC ND champion. We're going to find out, though, at Stranglemania. That's we all can't can underestimate the sin. No, not what's, at all. What's ironic is his name is Silas, and Silas is a biblical name. He was best friends with Paul. I remember I was there. So his name being Sin is comical. Uh, uh. And then the main event, folks. The match that we have been waiting for since the end of Paramount 1. Ace King, current X Division champion, won Legends of the Cage, won the million dollars, won the opportunity to challenge the EWC Undisputed Championship at Stranglemania. Stitches won the the Undisputed Championship at WrestleFest, defended it against Wes Walker at Paramount number one. His second defense now is against Ace King. 
This match, folks, is a Weapon X match. That means that we are going to have a giant structure with scaffolding on, the, uh, on top of the ring that is going to be littered with weapons. This match will be contested under Ultimate Submission Rules, which means it is a 60-minute Iron Man-style match. But here's the kicker. The most submissions wins this match. Not only do you get to use weapons, you have to make your opponent submit. And the more times you can do it, the better your chances of winning. The special guest referee will be Griffin Hawkins. This is going to be an absolute train wreck of a match in the sense that these two are going to beat the ever-loving hell out of each other. And I am all for it. What are your thoughts here, Jeff? Okay. A cheeseburger walks into the bar. The bartender says, Sorry, we don't serve food here. But I'll tell you this much. We're going to eat. We are going to be fed a match like we've never seen before. This might be match of the year candidate. This might be the event we talk about years from now in the homes of that we live in. Ace King wants this bad. He won Legends of the Cage to get here. He wants this one. Stitches has an opportunity to be the first one to successfully defend in 37 and a half years, it feels like, sometimes. <laughs> Not quite 37 and a half years. It's been about maybe two, two and a half years. But yes, if Stitches retains the title at Stranglemania, he will be the first person to have two successful defenses of the Undisputed Championship, I believe since 2017. Yes, yeah, since the days of Drake and the Explodes. So who will be the new face? Will it be the clown... Or will it be the man with an ace up his sleeve in the king? Yes, because on the other side of it, if Ace King wins, he becomes the first two-time undisputed champion since, I believe, 2018. Yeah. If you interrupt me again, I'm going to slit your throat. So <laughs> Griffin Hawkins, he's got hair that goes on for miles, and he's going to call a fair game, he says on the Twitter book faces. But I'm going to say that Ace King finally gets over the camel humps and he wins again. But this time, it matters because he's the king. I think you and HR are going to have to have a talk at the end of this show, Jeff. But anyway, I do think this match is going to be absolutely fantastic. Absolutely match the year candidate. Uh, possibly match of the decade candidate. Uh, these two do not like each other. They have not liked each other ever. Uh, I am definitely interested in the outcome of that match. Coming up after Stranglemania, though, we have another slew of shows right around the corner. April 5th, Brawl number 566 comes to you live from the O2 Arena in London, England. April 9th, Friday Night Rampage comes to you. Number 42 comes to you live from the Sioux Falls Arena in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. April 11th, Prime number 79 comes to you live from the American Legion Post number 5 in Tampa, Florida. And April 14th, Paramount Wrestling returns for Paramount number 4 live from the Saskatel Center in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. We have a whole nother slew of shows after that. Uh, and also upcoming, the Paramount exclusive pay-per-view Uprising uh, right around the corner as well. We have so much. We are just getting started 
just getting started with season 22 of EWC, folks. And things are heating up right at the prime time, uh, pun intended, for things to get really crazy at Stranglemania. Stranglemania is the showcase of the Immortals. It is the grandest stage of them all. And it's where we get absolutely insane. Hey, Chris. Yes. Do do you know which state has the most streets? I do not. It's Rhode Island. I want to give a shout out to... The Under Armour Wrestlers of the Month is Bosa, Astriel Bastard, Stitches, and Faith Rivers. Good job, hey? Absolutely. Congratulations to all four of you. Now, before we wrap things up for the evening, folks, I just want to say again, thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure doing these shows, uh, and I hope that you're finding them informative. Stranglemania is coming up at the end of the month. Again, that is Miami, Florida at the Hard Rock, excuse me, at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, coming to you live on pay-per-view March 29th, 2021. Also, you can watch it on EWC TV. That's going to wrap us up for the evening tonight, though, folks. For Old Man Jeff, I am Chris Brock saying thank you so much, good night, and good luck.